let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Not, it's not quite Merry Christmas time. But it's almost. It is the Christmas season and I love everything about it. I do as well. Uh, first question. Yeah. When is it okay to start wishing people Merry Christmas? Oh, all, yeah, already. You think so? Yeah. I think right after Thanksgiving, it's okay. Okay, cause because I, I was on the phone today with somebody. They were like calling me about, I think they were calling me about uh, school, like some school was calling me seeing if I'd be interested in their master's program. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the conversation, I said, Merry Christmas. And they said, uh, have a good day. <laughs> and so I don't know if they were like, if the call was being recorded, cause she, they, I know the call was being recorded, Yeah. but like maybe they were told specifically they can't say Merry Christmas. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. But I think it's totally appropriate. I mean... That's just my own opinion. I've already too. started saying it, and people have been saying it to me. Cool. I like it. And I feel like people are more Christmassy this year than in years past. Yeah. We just need some of that Christmas joy. Yeah. I a feel, earlier. I feel like people have taken the frustration they're feeling and like the all the angst and anxiety that has been present throughout this whole year. And they're like, you know what? I am done with this. Like, it's time for Christmas. I know a lot of, I won't call them humbugs, but people who are like a little more anti-Christmas, <laughs> they're like, they're more like Christmas needs to stay in its box and stay in its lane. Uh, and like can't happen until after Thanksgiving or the 1st of December. Uh, and most of the people I know like that were like getting their Christmas decorations up early November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least mid-November, which yeah. was like a heresy in a lot of those people's <laughs> homes. Uh, so I think there's a lot of extra enthusiasm around Christmas this year. I agree. And I feel like I've been deep into the Christmas spirit for a while now. Just yeah. because of having all the painting orders. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that? I know like not a yeah. lot, all of our listeners probably know about that. Yeah, so I have an Etsy shop and I do custom watercolors. She's amazing. Well, thank you. But it's too late for you to order. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's you can order prints though. <laughs> Yeah. She's a lot of really cool prints. Thank you. Um, so custom orders closed before Thanksgiving, but I'm very backed up. I think I have like 30-something to do in like 12 days. Yeah. So. So if our episodes yeah. start getting out a little bit later than usual, that is why. Right. But for small businesses, um, orders for Christmas come in much earlier. They start coming in early October. And so... I'm already at that point writing thank you cards and wishing people Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> so I feel like I've been deep in it for a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, for for our first-time listeners, or maybe our listeners who are new, mm -hmm. should we talk a little bit about who we are? Sure, yeah. Well, I think our message is especially important this time of year because our message is all about how to make Christ at the center of your home. And we're not coming at this as experts uh, we're just kind of talking about our experience and we're trying to con not conglomerate, but like to bring together the experience of a bunch of other people and bring people on um, with that goal in mind, trying to figure out how to do this whole Christ in the center of our homes thing when we have crazy kids and jobs and yeah. church callings and all those kind of things. Right. And we 
we, of course, like Andrew said, we're not experts at this at all. We're just bringing our own experiences. So for today, we wanted to talk about the Light the World initiative that um, our church does every year. And we're really excited about it this year. Like yeah. like you said, Andrew, this this year in particular needs to be chock full like of joy and extra Christmas spirit. Yeah, and I think the... the Light the World Initiative is such a cool thing because sometimes we get caught up in these grand stories and we think of like, oh, these influencer type people and these people doing these great grand projects and starting charities and all those things are super great and admirable and they have their place. But we kind of want to highlight, especially this Christmas, highlight the individual acts of Christ-like living. Right. And what the Light the World Initiative is, if is if you've never heard about it before, it's every day there's a calendar. So every day there's a little prompt to help you to do something Christ-like that day. Right. It's like a every day in December. A Christ-like action service calendar. advent calendar. Yeah. So like every day leading up to every day of December leading up to Christmas, there's mm-hmm. something prompting you to do something Christ-like. For example, uh, today's well, the day that we're recording this, which is the day before we are releasing it. Uh, today's thing was to highlight somebody in your life who is Christ-like. Uh, on social media. On social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of it is kind of COVID, not centric, but like sensitive. And so it's like a lot of service you can do. By social distancing yeah. and stuff like that. Um, the day before was like donate to a charity. Yeah. I actually don't know what tomorrow's is. I don't know either. We'll go yeah. look it up. But, but we can include details about that in the show notes. Yeah, it's just a really cool thing um, because, again, it helps put Christ back in the center of right. Christmas. Mm-hmm. On that note, hon, mm-hmm. how did your family make sure to keep Christ in Christmas? Well, when you were growing up, I mean. Let's see. You know, as a kid, your memories kind of get all jumbled up and you don't mm-hmm. necessarily remember all the details. And so I know mm-hmm. I'm going to miss some like really important thing that my parents did that was very impactful but i just right. don't remember no, i'm it. thinking the same thing for me um too. i do remember that we specifically had a like a uh like a a reading like we read the nativity story mm-hmm. sometimes we acted it out we always did some some party thing uh had lots of friends over there was always cook like lots of cooking and giving people candy and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um there was always some kind of service project that our local congregation was involved in that we always took part in um a lot of times it was i remember we went a lot uh and this might have just been my lo- local youth group my parents were involved in that so they were there with us we were there as a family we w- went a lot to the national guard warehouse at one of their warehouses and helped the, I think it was Toys for Tots, like help them bag Christmas Mm -hmm. bags. Mm -hmm. And so you'd like go around and say, okay, you have a, you need to collect this many toys for a 12 year old boy. And there'd just be piles of toys and you go through and like pick the toys. And that was really fun. I really liked that. Um, Man, I, I wish I remembered more. 
I know. Yeah. I wish I did too. But I remember that we, um, a few years we did the, I don't know what it's called. I want to say it's called like the giving tree or something mm-hmm. or angel tree. I don't know. But where you go into the, the store and there's a tree by the entrance and you pick a name off the tree and it's got like the little kid's picture on it with a name That's and cool. and the age and then you go shop for them and then you like turn in the gift. Mm-hmm. Um and then some other years, I remember going with my dad to, um, I don't even, I want to say it was like a, a community center or a, a church parking lot or something. Um, and you would get this box of presents with like a name and an address, and then you would go deliver it to the to the family. Mm-hmm. Don't um, you have like a horror story from this? No, I mean, it wasn't really like a horror story. It was like a humbling story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, maybe I shared it last year. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I can share it again. It's really short. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> we did that. We um, we picked up one of the boxes and delivered it to this man's family. And he, the guy opened the door and his whole face was covered in piercings. Um. I think it was piercings. It might have been tattoos. No, I think it was piercings, um, like, all over his face. Probably both. Yeah. But, yeah. um, and it was just, like, really humbling because at first I was really scared of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was maybe seven or eight. But I was I was kind of, like, Which totally makes sense. Honestly. If I, like, ran into a guy like that in a dark alley, I would be a little yeah. concerned. But just, like, his, his gratitude and he was so, like, kind and nice, it just made me really think like even as a kid I was like oh like this guy really isn't scary yeah kind of just taught me that little lesson on not judging people by their appearances yeah and I know like my parents were also like involved in like secret Santa type stuff Mm -hmm. like like finding families that needed stuff and they would always I I wasn't aware of that until later actually like um and maybe they told us when I was younger I, I don't remember being cognizant of that of like that effort until Maybe I was in middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one thing that they did. Yeah. Which that was cool. Yeah. Do you have any Christmas pet peeves? Uh, that's a great question. I don't like it when people say happy holidays. I I would prefer to hear Merry Christmas. What if Except... the person you were talking to was like Jewish? Like what if they were wearing a yarmulke? Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess I've, maybe I need to broaden my horizons and yeah. open up my eyes, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a good, good point. My thing is I, like, I would be super happy to hear from a Jew if he said, like, Happy Hanukkah. And I'd be like, yeah. that's cool. Like, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or I'd, like, say Merry Christmas and he'd say Happy Hanukkah. And I'm like, oh, Happy Hanukkah to you, too. I'm yeah. like, I think that, I, I don't think that there's any reason to be offended no. by that. Like, by, I, I get the frustration, though. Yeah. I, I, I well, don't like it when it's, like, a cop-out. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if I'm saying Merry Christmas to you first, mm-hmm. or I'm wearing, like, a Christmas t-shirt or yeah. like you can obviously tell I'm celebrating Christmas or I'm very Christian. Like there's no reason for you to like dance. Like shy it. away from it. But I get that there are so many like people on the war path trying to defend the feelings of the non-Christians <laughs> that uh, there are people who are just like, I'm just going to play it safe so I don't get my head bit off by one of these. Yeah. Another thing, and I don't judge people for doing this. Like I have family members that do this. Oh, let's hear. it's the, when they walk, 
like just to save space and time, they put Xmas like on a box or something. Mm-hmm. That bugs me. But. I've heard that. I need to double check this, but I've heard that's not actually like crossing out Christ. It's not. No, because like the cross. I just thought it was like shortening the word so that. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I'm right, and in fact, I just looked it up, so I know I'm right <laughs> <laughs> that when the Xmas is not actually a shortening form of Christ of Christmas to get rid of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just like another Christian way of saying Christmas. Okay, explain. Okay, or read what you. So found. I found this um, like just two seconds ago because we were talking about it, and then I paused the recording. And I went and found <laughs> it, but uh, so there's a common misconception that the word Xmas I'm I'm reading now uh, stems from the word or stems from a secular attempt to remove the religious tradition from Christmas by taking the Christ out of Christmas. But its use dates back to the 16th century, um, which is the 1500s, mm-hmm. um, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always like have to like double check because I feel like an idiot because uh, I know it's like not the same. But anyway, uh, so 1500s, Xmas. Uh, where is that? The X comes from the Greek letter. Chi, right? Which is the first letter of the Greek word Christos, which became Christ in English. The suffix mass is from the Latin derived Old English word for mass. So it's like it was just like a a shortened way for Christians Mm -hmm. to refer to Christmas, to Christ's mass, right? Mm -hmm. Like the religious observance of the the special mass. Uh, So the X is kind of like the fish. Okay. Like the you know, like the fish yeah. is like it's not taking away from Christ. It's just mm-hmm. like a symbol of Christ. Yeah. And so the X in Xmas is a religious thing, and okay. so it wasn't something started by by secular people trying to get rid of Christmas. So well, okay. So I feel bad for saying that was a pet peeve, but it still kind of is a pet peeve. But it's okay. Yeah. Like I understand better now, but it's still kind of a pet. Peeve. It'd be like saying like, like, I don't know, like JC. It's his initials, basically. Like, yeah, it's, it, I guess. It's his initials is what yeah. Xmas is. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah. Can it still be a pet peeve? It can be, I guess. It's a little unfounded now, but it can be a pet peeve. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I'll just have to think about this. Um, well, my one of my pet peeves is actually along this line. We talked about this last year, um, but I don't love Christmas things that have absolutely oh, nothing yeah. to do We've with Christ. We've talked about that. Yeah. I can deal. I have like a. It's not like a, an absolute threshold where, it, like, it has nothing to do with Christ. I'm always against it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there are some traditions that I really like that I think are fun, like Elfie. Yeah. Nothing to do with Christ, but I think it's really fun. It's like a fun thing to do with the kids. Um. But I don't like. Christmas movies that have nothing to do with Christ. Like, basically, if you could take that movie... He doesn't like Elf. I, it's not that I don't like I'm, Elf. I, like I just Elf. don't love Elf. Yeah. I think it's a funny movie, but it's, like, you could take Elf and really substitute another holiday and have it be equally as funny. Okay. And that's kind of your beef with a lot of the Christmas movies. It's like... It could happen like Home Alone could could have been a like a summer vacation. Thing. Yeah, not Christmas because it has nothing. Yeah, to do. I really like 
But Home I Alone. love Home Alone. I really love the Home first Alone. One. I think I like all three of them. I think they're oh. hilarious. Um, so I really like Home Alone and, and I like Elf and I'll watch them during during Christmas. I won't watch them outside of Christmas, oddly enough. But <laughs> it's uh it's for some reason it's just kinda like irks you. It doesn't I just don't love it. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so I don't like crave it. I'll watch it. I like watching the funny ones with the kids, especially because they love it. It's, Hiram really Hiram loves, loves Home, Alone. Home Alone. He loves it, and it's I think it's so hilarious, hilarious to watch. Them. I I'm like a five year old, and I really like slapstick humor, and so yeah, people getting hit in the face with paint cans is so funny. funny. Like, it is objectively hilarious. Yeah, it doesn't even get old in our house. We've already it's December third, second, third, and we've watched this movie already like four times. Yeah, I think we watched the first one. I've watched it with Hiram two or three times. Already. Yeah. And we watched the second and the third one, uh, so that's kind of one of my, one of my pet peeves. Um, same thing with music. I I have discovered this year though that I don't love most of like the traditional Christmas music you hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. I don't love listening to it at home, but I don't mind listening to it in the car. There's something yeah. about like the nostalgia of it. Mm-hmm. Also, Andrew has a really good. He has two really good Christmas playlists. Mm-hmm. I need to update. One that. of them is like a like a fun party Christmas playlist and the other one is like a how would you describe it like a I, soft it's just Christmas? like traditional type stuff I mean it's yeah. like I say traditional it's a lot of like uh, choir uh, and pentatonics and um, I really like I think it's the Celtic women the Celtic sisters know. or there's a group okay they're like Celtic singers mm-hmm. uh, and they have like lots of pipes and fun stuff and I, I for some reason I'm not British. I'm not from the British Isles, or I, I mean, my ancestors have not been for many, many generations. I guess maybe like four or five generations. It's not too long, but uh, it's like cool. It feels like kind of ancestral to me, um, and so I, I have that on that playlist. I want to make a new playlist um, that's like acoustic type Christmas stuff. Mm, yeah. Because I've really gotten into acoustic music right. this year. And I'll I'll share those with anybody who wants to. Yeah, if you want Andrew's Christmas playlists, just ask because we will share them. Yeah. They're Apple Music. Yeah, they're super fun. I really like my... I call it Party Christmas, but it's really not Party Christmas. Like, there's just... Yeah. It's like a lot of upbeat songs. <laughs> uh, and I'll, the I would say like 90% of them are very Christ-centered. And then I have a handful of like really cool versions of not religious or non-religious Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. So uh, Michael Bear on the Tourists, who uh, whom I love deeply. Uh, they're a great Wait, band. Wait, did they come out with they a Christmas came out, song? They came out with a, their cover of Winter Wonderland, I think. Ooh, I need to listen it's to this. It's very good. I, um, I actually texted my, Michael this morning about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, super good, and I added it to my playlist. Awesome. It's really good. I need yeah. to listen to that. Um, so that's going to be a new playlist I make. Like, a, like an acoustic, an acoustic Christmas. If you ask your Alexa or your Amazon, your Echo device to play acoustic Christmas, there there's a really good playlist. There's only like probably twenty songs on it, and so you'll hear all of them pretty fast. Mm-hmm. But it's really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and then one thing we did the other night is we put on there's a YouTube video that's like eight hours long, and it's a fireplace with acoustic guitar oh that was so relaxing yeah that was nice so if you're looking for something fun like that that was really relaxing that's kind of a cool thing to put on your TV yeah I like that a lot if you want to relax don't have a fireplace but like 
once it felt like we had a fireplace. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> like a ginormous fireplace right. on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway up the wall. Yeah, it was really nice. With like the Christmas lights mm-hmm. on the tree. Yeah. Very cozy. Yep. I love cozy. So what do you like that we do in our family to keep Christ the center of Christmas? Well, I really like that we have a family service project every Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And the past two, I think, we did it last year, right? I think we, so. Yeah. So we started it in Virginia when we lived there in 2018. And we basically like put together a little gift with like mittens and a beanie and some snacks and we we wrapped it up, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, we wrapped, we wrapped up it up like them. a present. And then we went out, we prayed, and we went out and found three homeless people and just handed them out the window. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, the it kids was, were like the kids were involved in like the picking of the the stuff. I mean, Hiram mm-hmm. was invo- was involved. Yeah, Ruth uh, was a tiny baby. Yeah, so we let Hiram like pick out what stuff we we're going to put in the box and help him wrap it. And then we'd let him help us choose like which direction we were going to turn as we were yeah. looking for these people. Cause we, we didn't have like a, a set destination. We we're just like heavenly father, help us to find someone that needs us. And we just started driving. Yeah. It was really cool. It was super fun. And I really want to do something specifically on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we could still do that on Christmas day. Yeah. yeah I would I, like to do I that. I think we're going to do that. Um, yeah. I, I just really like that idea of like okay we can have our christmas as a family and everything but then we're going to do like something out. yeah because i yeah. um we had a conversation recently that we just recorded with a really cool guest and we're going to release that later on uh do you want to say who it is or you want to no let's just wait okay we're going to release that later on probably beginning of next year but we talked a little bit about needing to show our kids and like, involve our kids in our religious life mm-hmm. uh and so I want the kids to like not just hear that, oh, mom and dad are taking care of a family or like buying presents for them. But that they get to be involved. Yeah. In mm-hmm. um, and I think the more we can do that, the better. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, and so doing that on Christmas and I think kind of will cement that in that service is a part of celebrating the life of the Savior. Mm-hmm. Like just being together is great. And it has its place and its time. There's a season for all things. But in the end, we have to turn outwards and we can't just focus on our family, even though our family is great and I love it and we're mm-hmm. super fun and it's really relaxing. And there are times where that's what we need to do. But as much as we can, I would love to turn outwards. And I, that's when I feel the closest to the Savior. So it's question about our follow-up question then. Yeah. Um, what... Let me ask this one first. I have two questions. Uh, what would you like to do better as a family when it comes to creating, like being more Christ-centered? Well, I think... Specifically I in terms of Christmas. Yeah, it's been really hard for me since, I don't know, the past three Christmases probably. Um, just because I get so overwhelmed with like work orders and stuff mm-hmm. that I almost feel like my enjoyment of the Christmas season kind of gets like sucked away because I'm so like stressed out mm-hmm. and overwhelmed and I don't really know how to fix it, you know? And I feel like this isn't really answering your question, <laughs> but 
I would really like to be able to like separate my work life and my family life around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Because even though I'm not gonna, what do you mean separate? I mean, in my mind, at least separate work from family because I feel like I'm so overwhelmed with everything work-wise that it just is consuming my thoughts all day when I'm with the kids. Oh, you, what do you mean separate? You mean like when you're with your family, like you're like when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. When I'm working, I'm working. Instead of, like, thinking about the stress of work all throughout the day. Which, normally in the year, that's not a huge problem. Right. It's, it's just it's, Christmas time. Because there are so many. And, and there's right. a hard deadline for all of them. Right. Um, but then, yeah. So, but that stress and that overwhelm, it really, unfortunately, like, sucks a lot of the Christmas spirit and joy out of the Christmas time. Mm-hmm. So I would really just, I would really like to be able to focus on family when I'm with family and focus on work when I'm with work. So I think that's a, a super great point to bring up when we're talking about uh, making our homes more Christ-centered because there are probably a lot of families out there who are experiencing the same thing. If you're in retail, if you're in delivery, if you are in, if you have a small business, you, a lot of people are probably in that exact same situation. That's such a good point. I mean, even my business, which you wouldn't expect to be busier than usual at the end of the year, mm-hmm. is significantly busier. Like, we're going to have our... We had one of our large, our biggest months last month, and we're going to have one of our, our... Our single biggest month this month. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's pretty common for a variety of reasons that the end of the year is very, very busy. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's not just business stuff, right? Like, you can get kind of swamped up, um, or not swamped up, you can get, like, tied up when it comes to... or Just, tied like, up with, the commercialization of it Yeah, all. with the commercialization, or with, like, the good stuff, like trying to visit family and trying to do light the world and, like, mm-hmm. like letting good things kind of, kind of, like, uh, chum up? No, chum up. Like, clog up. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, clog up the gears mm-hmm. uh, and... And make it so it's difficult to focus right. on Christmas. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. You can busy your schedule with a lot of good things. It almost becomes too overwhelming. Yeah, like you're like what you're doing. Like you have like single handedly paid for all of our Christmas, like presents for ourselves and for our kids and for our friends and our family that we're buying presents for. Like you've done it, and it's a super great thing. And you and if you're not aware, Emily is really involved in like Christ-centered artwork, especially when it comes to helping people um, deal with loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has a lot of paintings to help people like, kind of commemorate loss. Yeah. Um, and really kind of, and for, for a lot of people, it helps them kind of cope and deal with it and uh, come to terms with their, with their loss. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, it's. I. I don't know if we've had a situation where, like, I guess we don't know how much how big of a role it plays, but right. we know that it's touched a lot of lives. Your work yeah. has, and right. so you're doing a lot of really good things inherently with your work, and then the payoff is also helping us, and so they're good things. It's all good. Right, and so the key now yeah. is what do we do to calm down? I think. I mean, for me, it starts with that separation mentally. Mm -hmm. that like okay i'm with my family i need to be with my family Mm -hmm. 
Because then I'm not going to enjoy being with you guys when I'm just so like, blah, blah, I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I, I don't want the kids to see me frazzled and not enjoying my time with them. Right. So. Well, I think one thing I've seen that you that you do that helps a lot, and it, it, I do it and it helps me, is just simplifying. Yeah. Right? It's like, And a big part of simplifying is simplifying our expectations. Yep. And so not expecting, yeah, so right. like, not expecting our perfect Christmas self to look like X, mm-hmm. because that perfect Christmas self is never going to be realized. Uh, and so instead of putting these crazy expectations on us, on ourselves, like just kind of maybe lowering our expectations or maybe adjusting our expectations so they're more realistic, maybe still like set high goals for ourselves and whatnot, mm-hmm. but make it realistic. Right. Uh, That's a good point. And we have to like declutter from all the extra stuff. Like anything that can be decluttered from our lives should be decluttered, especially this time when we're all so busy. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we saw that during during COVID. I guess we're still in COVID, but like during the lockdowns when we were, we had to simplify when everything was shut down. Yeah. It was easier to be focused on one thing. Um. And I think we need to do the same thing now when when we're super busy again and try and simplify. And as we simplify, then we'll be able to enjoy the little good things like hot chocolate next to the Christmas tree, even if we are painting. Mm-hmm. Or So what would you like to see our family doing better this Christmas with keeping Christ-centric? Hmm. I think I, I want us to be really involved in... Uh, all the good things, but not let them kind of become robotic, like with the light the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that sometimes I, I get really excited about light the world, and so I'm just super committed to always doing it. And I kind of lose sight of why I'm doing those kind of good mm. things. Okay. Um, and I I would, I, I want to say this and not have it be misunderstood. I would rather be in a place mentally and spiritually where I can be committed to things like like light the world I think it's a great example um, and be okay with missing a couple days here and there yeah then be at a place where I am super committed to doing it every day but I'm missing the spirit of it right uh, and I know that it's it's not an either that or this situation Right. Like it's it's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be completely committed spiritually and then also doing it every single day. And I'm going to try and do that. Right? I'm not saying I'm just going like, to kind of bum out, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to be focused on, on the spirit of it and not let the chaos of the holidays kind of like frazzle, like frazzle me, razzle my razzle me, frazzle me. <laughs> We're all these make asshole you, words. Make me make frazzled. You frazzled. Can you frazzle someone, or you, can you become? Is it just become frazzled? I think you just become. Frazzled. I think I. I'm going to say frazzle is a verb. I don't want <laughs> the chaos of the chaos and or the chaotic beauty of Christmas to frazzle me. That makes sense. Um, I want it. I want to embrace it and love it and engage it and let it kind of inspire me to to be better. 
-hmm. Because it's only actually in chaos that we can achieve new and great things, mm -hmm. right? Because if everything is structured and, and completely controlled, then there's no real growth because everything's expected. And so when, when you have chaos, that provides opportunities for new things. It's like new things only ever come from chaos. My mind is blown. We've talked about this before, haven't mm -hmm. we? Yes, but... Sometimes it just clicks in a Sometimes form. it just clicks in a different way, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so I, I think we should look at the, the chaos of Christmas, or the I'll call it the beautiful, the chaotic beauty of Christmas as an opportunity for great things. Because, again, it's yeah. only in chaos that new things can be born. Yeah, I oh, know, I like that. And I like that application to Christmas yeah. chaos. And if, and I'm not talking about chaos in terms of like Marvel chaos, like understanding of chaos. And so if you like have an issue with that, you can message me and we'll we'll talk <laughs> about it and I'll explain it in more detail. Um, what exactly I mean by chaos? Um, anything else to do specifically with Christmas? I I want to be better at explaining Christ to the kids and kind of like letting the kids see what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want to be engaged in preaching or teaching about Christ, not just the kids, but to everybody. Right. I mean, that's kind of a goal that I've had for a while is to just be more open about talking about the Savior. Yeah. Like talking about him in a very normal, everyday setting. Yeah. And I think Christmas is a great time to do that. Because it really people are, is. are already thinking about Christ. Um, it's probably like... The most religious time of year, especially mm -hmm. for non-religious folk. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's something I want to work on. I want to be better about that. So let me ask one kind of closing question. We can both talk about it. Okay. Um, specifically, how do you keep gift-giving Christ-centered? Because it's easy to kind of get lost in gift-giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can get get caught up in the the commercial aspect of it, um, or maybe not even the commercial aspect of it, but like just like the the fun of it, um, and to get lost in that good aspect of Christ instead of, or of Christmas instead of focusing on like the best aspects of Christmas, like we're giving each other presents not just for the sake of presents, but we're giving each other presents to celebrate our love for each other and our love for the Savior. That's a really good question. I'm a terrible gift giver to begin with. Like, mm -hmm. I'm really bad. I'm just like, uh, yeah, that's cool. Let's buy that. <laughs> like, I am not good at, at giving meaningful gifts. Um, my sister is really, really good at that. Megan and, and Mason and her are husband. very good at that. They are the best people I know at giving gifts. Um, but I did not get that skill and I don't know how to acquire it. And I think um, this question is less to do about that, though. It's less about, like, the quality of your gift and more about, mm -hmm. like, the having a Christ-centered uh, motivation behind giving gifts. Um, yeah. So my the gifts that I like to give the most, I don't know if this answers the question at all. Hopefully it does. But are ones that... Um, if I end up thinking about it hard enough, I can usually find something that is going to help someone progress without coming across as like, you suck at this. Here's something to make you better. <laughs> but like um, 
workbooks or self-help books or books in general that I know that they're going to love. Um, and for the kids, I really like to do toys that are mentally stimulating or um, like experience-oriented because I feel like in those types of gifts, you're not just giving something that's like of monetary value, but it's it's more of this growth experience, this experience to um, strengthen your, or not strengthen, but fulfill your divine potential even greater, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and when we when we can grow that way and progress, we're coming closer to the Savior. So I, I really like everything you said, and I think it's really like, I love that kind of philosophy behind gift giving. Uh, so what about it? I'm trying to help our our listeners understand what about it is Christ-like? Like how is that a better, more Christ-centered way to give gifts? Well, I think that Jesus Christ gave us the atonement. And what that means is that um, he's giving us chance after chance to progress and to better ourselves and to come closer to him. And so, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but if we can give a gift that will help someone do that, then we're helping to bring them closer to Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. What do you think? No, I think that's awesome. I was, uh, when I was originally asking you the question, I I was thinking about something else because that was the way my mind was going. But I love that you went back to specifically, uh, not just like your inherent motivation for giving a gift, but like your kind of strategy for giving your gift. Um, and so I think that is an awesome way that we can be more focused on, on the savior in our, or like more Christ-like in our gift giving. Um, another way that I was thinking about was trying to make sure that our, um, motivations are, are, pure and i think what you talked about is one way that we can definitely do that like being concerned with them as a person Mm -hmm. and wanting to make them feel good and help them not just feel good but help them be their best self Mm -hmm. and so sometimes being their best self might be mean giving them encouragement and and love i mean always love but kind of like the soft side of love Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes it means giving a gift that can kind of push them a little bit. Like our, was it our first? No, our second Christmas together. What? That I gave you your watercolor. Oh, yeah. Set. Was yeah. that our second Christmas or our first? I think that was our second. Yeah, because you were taking a watercolor yep. class. Yeah. The, no. Yeah? It doesn't really matter. But anyway. you gave me a watercolor set and I hated watercolor. Yeah. So I was like, ew, why did you give me this? <laughs> yeah, you were very happy but about it. But it was very encouraging and now that's what I do. So. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really cool, really cool aspect. I, and I want to be better at making sure I'm not, this might sound terrible, but I want to make sure that I'm giving gifts, uh, not because I want people's opinion of me to be good. Hmm. That's um, interesting. Like sometimes when I, especially with you, mm-hmm. because I love you so much, I <laughs> want you to not be like disappointed in my gift giving. Or like no, I definitely gifts. feel that when... Like, yes, I feel that too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say that any better than that. Yeah. But. yeah, so like that desire to not 
uh, be like looked down upon or like to, I want people to think of me well. Mm-hmm. Uh, or in that situation where you're like mutually giving gifts and someone gets you a gift that is like better than the gift that you gave them. Mm-hmm. Like worrying about disappointing them because you're like, oh, crap. Like you gave me yeah. this awesome, meaningful gift and I gave you this. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so I, I want to be better about, about that. And one specific way that I think I'm terrible at is I'm really bad at receiving gifts. Oh, oh I, yeah. I feel like I'm really bad at like not feeling that guilt that you were talking about because I think that guilt kind of defeats the purpose of the present, like a a present given from a Christ-centered perspective of love and tenderness is like, it doesn't care what you've given in return, mm-hmm. right? Like the Lord has given us the best present possible. Um, and he cares about our effort and whatnot. And, and he's not going to look down and be like, Oh, like I literally gave you everything and you gave me like, two hours of church on Sunday and then like, you know, a couple of boxes of cookies you delivered. <laughs> like that's it. Like the, the Lord doesn't do that. Right. right? Uh, and so I want to be more like the savior when it comes to that. Um, and not be so caught up in like comparing and, and worrying so much and just be, and be filled with love in receiving and in giving. I like that a lot. And that's yeah. a very half baked idea. And so there's going to be lots of, People are going to be listening and think, oh, there's so many holes in that theory and whatnot. Right, and there but are. I'm we're on imperfect it. people. We have no expertise right. in any of this. <laughs> and it's an idea that I just had just yeah. now. And so I'm working on that one. But I like that. Idea. I'll think about it more. And I like it too. Okay. So this episode went on a little bit longer than we were expecting. But I think it's fun. And maybe we'll talk about Christmas. I'm sure we'll talk about Christmas stuff in later episodes as well. Yeah. It's not like we're going to be like, all right, peace out, Christmas. Right. But hopefully this was... A conversation that was or that can spark your thoughts about giving gifts and lighting the world and what else did we talk about? Just making Tradition, Christ se- more a, a, like a, a, center, a central part of your Christmas exactly. season. Yeah. 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 Cool. And remember, Xmas is not a it's secular not thing. not a bad thing. So we learned something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you like what you're hearing today, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review because we love your feedback and it really helps the podcast grow. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. We love you. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Keep the faith. Bye.